Have you found yourself in a spiritually dry place where it feels like you can't hear God's voice and he feels like he must be a million miles away? Don't be discouraged. Every follower of Jesus goes through this at one time or another. Today, we're going to be talking about how to identify spiritual drought, the purpose of going through it, and how to maintain our faith as we go through the journey. So don't go anywhere. That's what's coming up on Making Room. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Making Room podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke. Thank you for joining me in today's episode as we talk about spiritual wildernesses. I have definitely been through these myself. I know pretty much every other person I know that's drawn close to God has gone through these seasons. And the first thing I want you to know is that if you're in a wilderness right now, you are not alone. We have all been there. We have all gone through this place, and it's not for no reason. It's not to destroy you. It's probably not even because you did something wrong. God is just going to use this season to develop you. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to understand and identify when we're going through a spiritually dry place, the purpose of going through it. Why would God allow us to go through this season of life where we feel so distant from him? and also how to maintain our faith as we go through it. These are three important aspects of going through any wilderness experience because we don't want to just survive this experience, but we actually want to thrive in it. it. Your greatest opportunity to draw closer to God, to be elevated in the kingdom of God, is going to happen through a wilderness experience. Moses went through the wilderness. Jesus went through the wilderness. Elijah went through the wilderness. John the Baptist went through the wilderness. Pretty much every great man or woman of God has gone through a wilderness season. And if you're going through one right now, take comfort in the fact that every great man or woman of God has gone through a wilderness season because it is a place that develops us right into the purposes of God. He does not put us in a dry place for no reason, but he uses that dry place to draw us closer to him, to develop us, to test us. And when we get through the other side, we're going to be stronger for it. So the first thing we need to discuss is how to identify when you're in a spiritual drought. A spiritual drought is that place where you worship and you pray and you seek God, but it seems like no matter how hard you try, you can't hear him. And you you worship all you can. You, you're doing all the things you know to do to draw close to God, but it seems like you can't find any direction. You can't hear his instruction. You're not sure what to do or where to go. It's a dry place. It's a desolate place. And it, it's not marked specifically by difficulty, but oftentimes difficulty comes in the wilderness experience. I know for my own wilderness experiences, they were all marred by some sort of hardship that was going on at the same time, right? I I, I hit a wall with life or with my spiritual walk with God and could not find a way out of it. It's like no matter which way I turned, God was nowhere to be found. And it left me feeling alone and isolated like I had done something wrong, like I had been forgotten, that I had been left to the wayside, and that God was just through with me. But I want you to know that right now at the beginning, if you are in a wilderness experience, God has not forgotten you. God has not left you. He said he would never leave you or forsake you. So uh, you have to know 
you have to ground yourself in the fact that God is with you, even though you can't feel him. That's why I called this episode, Don't Call It a Comeback, because God has not dropped you off and left you all alone, but God is closer to you now than he's ever been. He's just not allowing you to see him right now, and he's got some purposes for that. He's using this season of your life to develop you. If you're in a spiritual drought, it's because God has something that he's trying to pull out of you. There's something that's been buried. There's something that's dug down deep that that maybe you're not aware of. Maybe you are aware of it, but God is working in you right now to dig that back up. There's some things that you need to confront. There's some trouble areas that you're going to need to address. There's going to be some areas where your faith hasn't been as strong, and God is going to use this dry season to develop those areas. He's going to test you in this. He, he wants to know that even when you can't hear his voice, that you'll continue to do the last thing he told you to do. He wants to know that when he gives you something to do, even when he may be I mean, in a place where you can't hear him, you're still going to do what he's called you to do. He's going to prepare you in this time. You may not even be aware of that preparation. I know in my spiritual dry places, I wasn't even aware that God was developing me. I thought that it was for no reason for many of them. And it wasn't until later in life that I started to realize that, wow, no, God is, God is always up to something even when I don't understand it. Even when I can't sense him and I don't feel his presence, God is still working in my life. God is still working in your life, even though you may not feel him right now. So take courage in the fact that he is a good God and a good God does good things. So you're not in this spiritually dry place for nothing. You're in this dry place right now so that he can develop you so that you can go on to achieve everything he's called you to achieve so that you can be everything he's called you to be. This is your greatest opportunity for promotion. It's often on the other side of the wilderness, on the other side of that spiritually dry place that we find promotion in God's kingdom. And sometimes that dry place lasts for a few months. Sometimes the dry place lasts for a few years. Sometimes it lasts for a decade. I can't tell you how long your wilderness experience is going to last. And and to be honest, there's really nothing we can do to speed it up. It doesn't matter what you do right or what you do wrong. You're not going to speed it up. But I have discovered that you can slow it down. It's kind of like being in one of those cars where there's the gas and the brake on the driver's side. And then the passenger side just has the brake. So for this season of your life, God's just given you the brakes. And you can slow down the process, but you can't speed it up. And so I, I want you to be aware of that. Because as you make decisions in this season of your life, and you're making decisions on when to trust God, when not to trust God, and and we all make those decisions every day, uh, when you choose to trust him, that'll just keep you at the pace of grace that he has for you in this season of your life. You're not going to get through it any quicker, but you can slow it down by choosing not to trust him. By choosing to go your own way, do your own thing, you will pump the brakes so hard and you will wind up spending more time in the wilderness than you anticipated. One thing about the wilderness experience is that it is unpleasant, right? It is something that we want to hurry up and get through instinctively. We want to get out of this situation as fast as we can, but God has us in this place for a reason. You are in this spiritual drought for a reason. Allow God to work in you what he wants to work in you. 
allow God to, to use this for a purpose. The last thing we want to do is to reject the spiritually dry place that God has us in. If we reject God because God has us in a dry place, that's going to be an immediate fail on our report card, right? He put us here in this wilderness for a reason, and we've determined that, you know what, I don't want to be here, and because you have me here, I'm no longer going to abide by what you want me to abide by. I'm no longer going to do what you want me to do. I'm no longer going to fulfill the calling you placed on my life because I don't like where you've placed me right now. That's the last decision that we want to make in this difficult moment. And the wilderness is difficult. It's hard when you, especially if you've grown accustomed to hearing God's voice regularly, when you've grown accustomed to drawing close to him and to having those times where you just sit and bask in his presence, it's hard to go into a time where you can't get that. It really does show you that God's presence is the greatest blessing he can give us. His presence often brings with it peace. It brings with it joy. It brings with it love. It brings with it completeness. And when we can't get that, our instinct is to freak out and and try our best to fix it, do anything in our power to rectify it. But this is not something that can be fixed. This is a process that you are meant to go through so that God can develop his purposes in you. God is going to use this to develop your character. God is going to use this to develop your determination and your resilience. God is going to use this to have you go through experiences in which you can now share from those experiences. Right When we share stories about our own life, things that we've been through, it allows us to connect with other people on a deeper level, right? That I've gone through a wilderness experience before and made it to the other side connects me with you as you go through your wilderness experience because I know where you're coming from. I understand what it's like to not hear his voice for extended period of times and wonder if you're even going in the right direction. Now, I can't tell you that you are going in the right direction, But what I can tell you is that when you are continuing in the last direction God pointed you in, you're headed in the right direction. If God said to do something and then doing that led you into a dry place, then you are in the right place. It says of Jesus that he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit. It wasn't the temptation of the devil that got him to the wilderness. It wasn't a mistake that got him to the wilderness. It wasn't some sort of failure that got him there. But the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. And when you find yourself in a wilderness, don't take for granted that it's because you did something wrong. Oftentimes, you did nothing wrong. It is exactly where God has meant for you to be so that he could work some things out in you. Our job in this season of life is to figure out what those things are and do our best to work through them with God. There's a quote that I saw on Facebook that says, What stands in the way is the way. And oftentimes when we meet an obstacle, you know, our instinct is to go around it, go over it, go under it, anything we can do to avoid that obstacle. But in this instance, going through this obstacle is exactly the way that God has for you. It is the exact purpose that he has for your life in this season. And don't be discouraged in well-doing, right? That's what scripture says, that in well-doing, Just continue doing the good we know to do, knowing that in due season, we will reap a harvest if we faint not. Now is not the time to faint. Now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to throw in the towel. Because when you stop moving in a wilderness, then you're stuck in a wilderness. 
So we want to keep on moving to get to the other side. And we can't keep moving if all we do is try to avoid the difficulty that is standing in our way. Now, it may be a relationship difficulty. It may be a financial difficulty. It could be a million different things. It could be trouble at your job. It could be trouble with your parents. It could be trouble with your education. There's no telling what it is in your life. But I want you to know that whatever it is, that's exactly the situation that you need to be going through. It's the exact thing that God has put in your life to develop you. He might want to be developing some patience in you. He might want to be developing a resilience of faith. He might want to be developing some aspect of your personality that needs adjusting. Trust me, we all need personality adjustments at times. We all have flaws. We all have things that are inconsistent with who he's called us to be. And so as you go through the wilderness, let me tell you, those inconsistencies are going to pop up like firecrackers. They are just going to come out of nowhere. Uh, One of my last wilderness experiences, God brought up some things in me by allowing me to go through it that I thought were dead and buried. Some some patterns that I had of self-destructive behavior, I thought that I had put it to rest. I thought that I had put it under the blood of Jesus and, and found victory on the other side. And the moment that I found the wilderness and I was met with some difficulties I didn't know what to do with, all those bad habits came floating back to the surface and I did not know what to do. I thought that I had screwed up beyond repair. I thought God had abandoned me. I thought that was it. I thought his calling was off of my life. His purpose was off of my life. But through the process, God showed me that it's in the refiner's fire that impurities come to the top. It's when we put gold into the fire and melt it down that all of the other impure parts of the, that are in that gold rise to the top and are able to be scooped off, right? That's how we get 24 karat gold. It's 14 karat, you, you melt it down, you pull off the impurities off the top, and then when it solidifies back, it is 24 karat gold. God is looking to purify you in this season of your life. So if you're noticing that some bad habits have come back up, some some things that you thought were just from your past that had been dealt with that are now rising to the surface, God is using that to bring awareness that those things weren't gone. They were just buried down deep. You had just buried it and, and life was going good, so you had no need of it. Now that life is going through a difficulty, all of a sudden some bad habits are coming back up. Now, what are we going to do with those bad habits? What are we going to do with those impurities? I can tell you that the greatest thing you can do is surrender them back to God. Identify what it is. Identify why you're being tempted to go back into it and then surrender it back to God. Once I identified why those impurities were coming back up, why I was being tempted, all of a sudden that opened my eyes to realize it really wasn't what I wanted. It's not who I wanted to be. It's not who God had created me to be. It's not where my purpose was found. Uh, You know, just seeing 10 10 years down the road, it wasn't what I wanted for my life. And so I was able to leave it right there because I knew that's not who I am anymore. Yes, I'm tempted to do it. Yes, I had some bad habits in the past of doing it, but now I've identified why it's here and I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. And God was faithful to take those things away from me. God will be faithful to take some things away from you once you identify what leads you to be tempted in the first place. 
a lot of times we fall back into bad patterns because we don't recognize the pattern. Once God brings you to a place of seeing the pattern, it's time to break out of it. It's time to change some things up. It's time to create some new habits, some new patterns. Life is so much about patterns and systems that if we continue to do the same thing, we can continue to get the same result. So if we want to get a different result, we've got to try something different. If how you're living your life right now has led you to a place of temptation in things that you thought were long gone, then you've just identified a pattern that needs to change. You've identified a system that is broken. So let's work with God to create some new systems in this wilderness journey. Jesus was in a wilderness as well, and he was tempted quite a bit. It says that Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness with three things. Turn these stones to bread, jump from this height and the angels themselves will come and save you and bow down to me and I will make you ruler over all the nations. Now let's take a look at those really quick. Number one, Jesus could have turned those stones to bread, but he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So when you are in a wilderness experience, you're going to be tempted to use your gifts, your talents, your abilities to provide for yourself when God has meant for your gifts, talents, and abilities to provide for somebody else. Whatever God has given to you, he's wanting you to get it to somebody else. Whether it's an abundance of finance, whether it's abundance of time, whether it's an abundance of joy, an abundance of peace, whatever it is. God is wanting you to share that with somebody that's close to you. And the temptation in the wilderness is to immediately pull everything in, right? And start just worrying about me, providing for me, using all of my resources for me. But that is not what God desires for us to do. In fact, God desires for us to willingly give up things that we could have because he wants us to be right where we are. God wants you right where you are, and you may have opportunities to get out of it. You may have opportunities to avoid it, but in avoiding it, you're just going to repeat the pattern later on. You're just going to find yourself in the same wilderness with a new set of circumstances trying to get out of it again. So instead of trying to get out of it, instead choose to go through it, trusting that God has a purpose for you. The other temptation of Jesus was that he would throw himself down, expecting the angels to come and rescue him. But Jesus said that we should not tempt the Lord, our God. It is not up to us to tempt God to rescue us if we get into trouble, right? This is another temptation in the wilderness is that we want to do risky things, do things to try and provoke a response out of God so that he'll show up in our lives, right? We're going to take risks we shouldn't take, do things we shouldn't do. And God, if you don't want me to do it, then you better stop me. Or God, I'm going to do it. So if you want me to do anything for you, you better rescue me. But it is not our job to try and tempt God into doing things that aren't meant to be done. You are not meant to take that extreme risk if God has not told you to. It is out of season. It is out of order. You are right where God has you for a reason. It's oftentimes that when we are in the wilderness that we decide, you know what, I'm just going to cut loose. I'm going to do what I feel like doing. And if God really has a purpose for me, if God really wants me to be used for his kingdom, then he'll come along and save me. But that is not a scriptural view of how we should endure wildernesses. In fact, we should make the decision 
that God, I don't understand why I'm here. God, I want to do this. I'm tempted to do this. Your word even aligns seemingly that this should happen. Because the scripture says that the angels would raise him up lest he dash his foot against the stone. So it seemed to make perfect sense that if he jumped, the angels would rescue him. But Jesus knew that you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Don't tempt God thinking that you're going to get your way. Don't try and bait God in to blessing you more. Or, or to getting you out of this wilderness or to giving you the promotion that you want or to fixing the relationship that you're in. You cannot bait God into doing something that ought not be done. So instead, make the decision to be at peace with whatever season of life God has you in. If God has you in a season of spiritual drought, then go through it with him. Don't do it separate from him. Don't try and get him to do something that he doesn't want to do. Instead, say, Lord, whatever you have for me, I'm willing to go through it. The third temptation that the devil had for Jesus, he said, bow down and worship me and I will make you ruler over the nations. Now, this looked like it could be a fulfillment of what had been prophesied of Jesus already, that the nations would be made his footstool. But what this was, was a shortcut to avoid all the difficulty, to avoid the cross, to avoid the the hardship and just get the benefit instead. In the wilderness, you're going to be tempted to worship things that ought not be worshiped because it looks like they are what's providing for you in the moment. It looks like your job's providing for you. In all truth, God is providing for you. It looks like your family is what's providing you joy. In all truth, it's God that's providing you joy. Now, God uses our jobs. God uses our families. God uses different aspects of our lives. But in the end, he is the provider. And in a wilderness, it's easy to get distracted and start worshiping the provision instead of worshiping the provider. So I want you to be aware that in the dry season that you're in, in a wilderness, in a spiritual drought, you're going to be tempted to go off in the wrong direction. You're going to be tempted to try and escape it as quick as possible. But what God wants you to do, what God is hoping you will do is choose to go through the wilderness with him because he's led you to this place. He's, he's purposed for you to be here. He's purposed for you to go through this dry place. Will you make the decision to go through the difficulty, even though it's unpleasant, even though you don't understand it, even though you don't want to be here, will you go through it because it's where he wants you to be? Once you've made that decision, once you've decided that, you know what, if God, if this is what you have for me, then this is what I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through it with you. I'm going to find your purpose in it. I'm going to find the things that you're trying to develop in me, and I'm going to be persistent, and I'm going to be dedicated, and I'm going to keep taking small steps forward toward you, even though I can't feel you. I think that's the greatest advice that I could give you in a wilderness experience, is just to keep on taking steps forward. Even though you don't see him or feel him, even though you can't hear his voice, even though no matter where you look, you can't see anything, just keep on taking steps forward because it's in these incremental steps that we eventually get to the place of fulfillment. It's eventually where we get to the place where his presence is once again made aware to us, where we finally can hear his voice again. Not because we stood still and waited for God, but because even when we could not hear his voice, we kept on going in the direction that he pointed us. We kept on going in the way, even though there was something in the way, right? We just found a way to go through it with him. So if you've lost your job 
or you're at risk of losing your family, or if you're just in a place where no matter what you do, no matter how hard you worship, you can't feel his presence, don't stop there. Keep on pursuing him. Keep on reading his word. Keep on worshiping. Keep on praying. Keep on doing the next right thing you know to do. You say you don't know what to do. Well, just keep doing the next right thing. Pray for wisdom. Pray that God will give you the ability to make the right decisions and then trust that he's true to his word and he will do it. He said, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously. So if you ask him, he will provide for you. And even though it feels like you're going nowhere right now, and even though it feels like no matter what you do, you can't get closer to him, when you get to the other side of this journey, when you finally find your way to outside the wilderness, when you finally feel the reign of his presence one more time, you're going to look back and you're going to understand why it is you went through it. You're going to see how God used that process to develop you into who you were meant to be so that you could go on to achieve everything that he had for you. You can try to avoid it. You can try to provide for yourself. You can try to to get a hold of anything and everything that will get you out of the difficulty you're in, or you can choose to go through this wilderness with him because the spiritual drought you're in is not for no reason. God has a purpose in it. God has a purpose for you. He said he'd never leave you or forsake you. So when you get to the other side of feeling his presence again, don't call it a comeback because he never left. He's always with you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Don't doubt his presence in your life. Don't doubt his voice operating in your life. He's there. He's given you instruction. He's pointed you in a direction. Now go in it. You say, well, what if he changed his mind? God didn't change his mind. If God changes his mind, he'll let you know. For right now, keep on walking the path that he's laid in front of you because it's not for no reason. It has a purpose and that purpose is for your good. A good God does good things. You don't have to be worried about whether this will work out for your good. Will it be difficult? Yes. Will there be painful days ahead? Yes, there will be. Will there be things that you wish you didn't have to go through? Absolutely. But on the other side of it, the blessing of God being with you and you finding the purpose he has for your life and the love, joy, and peace that come with his presence are more than worth the difficulty that you're going through right now. Keep on staying faithful to what God has given you to do. And when he's got something new for you to do, he's going to let you know. I promise that you'll be made aware. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you found any value in it, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend or family member who may need to hear it? It would help this audience to grow and I would greatly appreciate it. That you take the time each week to listen to these episodes means so much to me. I find it so encouraging and it really does push me to keep on pursuing what God has for my life. So I appreciate you all so much and I look forward to being with you again next week as we continue making room.